Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday, January 8th edition of Between the Horns. Miles Simmons here with DeMarco Farr, and we are going to get ready for this Rams-Cowboys matchup that is coming up on Saturday. Uh, DeMarco, so, so I'm So it is I'm Tuesday. It is Tuesday. So Monday happened. Monday sort of happened. So Alabama really did get waxed. Oh, yeah. By Clemson. That really did happen. That, that happened. Okay, I thought I was asleep or maybe, like, got into a car accident was in a coma. No, man. Yeah, like, I'm dreaming this. Yeah, well, not only that, but Nick Saban then said after that game that he loved the media. What's going on in the world? I don't know. What happened? I don't know, okay. but I hope that, you know, we make it to Saturday because yeah. this Rams-Cowboys game should be great if we make it. Conspiracy but the world might be- <laughs> theory. Maybe he's headed back to the NFL. Perhaps. Maybe this is his only way out of Alabama. If you win another national championship, you have to come back. Maybe. Lose, lose royally. You can get out. <laughs> Who knows? And there are still, like, there are seven um, openings left yeah, in the NFL since one has just been taken by Matt LaFleur, at least awesome. as of this recording. He's got the Packers. Yes. Yeah, the cool one of the coolest jobs in the NFL. For sure. Yeah, yeah, you work for the people. That's awesome. And I heard Bruce Arians may be headed to Tampa? Yes. Wow, okay, doing it old school. I mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. So that would leave six. But I think just the, the way the wild card weekend went. Yeah was pretty awesome just to yeah. see you know it just reminds you of why you love football yeah yeah you know except for the missed field goal <laughs> that, no i saw your that. tweet by the way what doink oh yeah the, the guy's got a family miles bro gosh come on real quick and it was it, blocked it was it i was didn't blocked. know that. i didn't know that see? at the time but come it, on was, now. it was still a double doink Herm edwards think before you push send Oh, please. <laughs> I would send that doink tweet eight times. It got a, blocked. Seven times a week and, and then another time on Sunday. You should change that tweet to thud. Uh, as in it got blocked, not doink. Uh, doink th means he missed. <laughs> he did miss. He, it got blocked. So? Deflected. Every uh, There's every single part of that was fine. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a failure by the Bears. You can say that every single part of it. And what was funny True. You know, to go like inside baseball on it a little bit. Yeah. So like I'm sitting in the office watching this game and I've got two articles in the the back end of the Rams website, right? Yeah, yeah. One is for if the Bears win and oh, then wow. the Rams are going to face the Bears. One is for if the Eagles win and the Rams are going to face the Cowboys. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So like I'm in the, I'm thinking like, okay, well, the Bears are going to win this X to yeah. X and like, I got to make sure we got the score updated. And then as soon as that thing hits, I will hit publish and then we'll be all I'm good free for the day. Right. And then <laughs> doink, doink. <laughs> and we got to go into the other one. And wow. that Bears article is now gone for all of eternity. Is it like in, in Southern Africa with all those old t-shirts? <laughs> You know, <laughs> the teams that know. didn't win. Yeah, the teams that didn't win. Um, yeah, wow. I don't know. Where do, where do things go I on have the no internet idea. when that's, they get that's deleted? so funny. But yeah, you're right. I mean, anything could happen. Uh, just sparring on the way in, because mm -hmm. this is the fight between me and you. But sparring on the way in with uh, people saying, like, okay, if you win this weekend, okay, book your tickets for New Orleans. Wait a minute. There's no guarantee New Orleans wins. Mm -mm. Yeah, any, everybody's beatable in the NFC right now. That's what makes it so fun. Right, and I think with the Eagles right now, you're, you're seeing how they got to the Super Bowl last year, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think playoff experience is so important, and I, and I think we kind of saw that with Atlanta last year coming in and beating the LA Rams, and yeah. honestly, that's why I thought the Eagles would be able to go into Chicago and win. I thought there were a lot of similarities just in terms of the Atlanta Rams matchup from 17, and then the Bears-Eagles so? really? yeah. matchup in this game. Well, you've got a young quarterback 
first year head coach. Yeah. The offense has done really, really well up to that point. But when you're talking about a young rookie, or excuse me, not a rookie anymore, a young a quarterback, second, a young yeah, yeah. quarterback playing in their first his first yeah. playoff game. That's difficult, especially when you've got a team with postseason experience like the Philadelphia Eagles did. No doubt. So Trubisky, I will give him a lot of credit. Play, he played really well, I thought, in the second half. Got them in played position better. to yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. And they just didn't. If I'm them, I'm just running the wing tee. Just call it what he is. Uh, the guy runs better than he throws right now. Yes. You know what I'm yes, saying? Agreed. So, I mean, but look, they did a great job uh, doing it with defense, <laughs> special teams, not making mistakes on offense. To, get, to put themselves in position. And they had a chance to win that game. It yeah. just didn't happen. So I, I think that goes back to our point. Nothing is guaranteed. Not even what's going to happen this weekend in, in the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Nothing is guaranteed. No. This is not a soft touch when people are, like, jumping up and down because you drew Dallas. Okay, oh. you must not have watched Dallas or the Rams' defense in a long time. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A exactly. And so we'll, we're going to go over, yeah. I think, a lot of these matchups. You know, I want to I want to get into this deep dive. Fun. Um, and because this really should be a no more fun doink thing. tweets though. These guys have families. I will doink. I will no doink tweets. Okay. Come on now. Get out. It's of not here. fair. Yes, it is. You sh then every time something bad happens, tweet about that guy too. Not just the place kicker. Uh, These guys the have families. Get Just saying, you I'm should not. like it, it, it could have been a bad snap. Who knows? It what would you say matter. to that? What would you say to a bad snap? You can't doink that. I, no, I, would, I, I have no <laughs> idea what I would say to a bad snap. But I'm just saying, like, if that's the end result, that's the end result. It was blocked. It was, Deflected. but nobody nobody knew that at the time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It was an instant reaction. That's what Twitter Let's is. Let's deep dive. All right. Uh, yes. But I, no, before we get there, I mean, just what your first impression of the matchup, because I think what you said is right, because it's it's not a soft touch. Oh, Rams and Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, tough. Uh, favorable in many areas, but, I mean, there's, there's some danger there. Zeke Elliott is dangerous. Heck yeah. Yeah, Zeke Elliott, uh, you know, plus 20 carries going into the fourth quarter is death. Um, you know, Zach, uh, Dak Prescott. Like Zeke Elliott said after the game, is playing better football. He said he's a grown-ass man. Mm. Um, he did play really, really well. So what happens if Dak all of a sudden gets well in the postseason? You've got issues. Absolutely. Yeah, this this isn't a, a gimme matchup by any stretch of the imagination. Well, no, and I think that's the case with all of these teams in the play. Like, There's a reason why it's the postseason, right? right? You have to earn your way into this, especially if you're a team that's now playing in the second round. You had to earn your way into that second round right so there are no really good matchups i don't think in the postseason in general no bell lap uh of a track of a, of a mile race you know i mean when you see those guys what do they call that when they when they start to kick towards the end and it's all about steps to the finish line when they when they have that 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 fourth quarter kick so to speak or that fourth lap kick when they're going for the finish line are a horse or a human human Okay. When they kick it in. And I mean, and steps matter. And one false step, one mistake means you can go from first to out of the the metal race, just yes. like that. So that's how magnified it is in the postseason. Like, one mistake could be it for the rest of the year. You may never get that back in a game like this. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Yeah. How long, I mean, as a player, when you go through it, how long does it take to understand that? Uh, about a quarter and a half. You know, to where you really realize that, you know, time is is running out on your season, not just this game. It's funny in the regular season, nobody likes to lose in the regular season. But when you are losing and it starts to sink in that you lost, there's always next week. There's a calm that comes over. There's a real panic that happens in the postseason. 
Like, this is it. If we don't correct this or get the ball back or find a way to take take the ball away from them, uh, we're going to lose this game and be done. And right. I don't want to be done. So it, it just gets magnified. So about a quarter and a half, okay. really. And if you've been through it before, you should be telling the guys what it's like and how important it is. And when you see it on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday going into that game, make sure to remind them then that you have to correct it because it's all important. Right, and I think that's one thing that the Rams kind of gained from last year's postseason experience because so many of these players and even some of the coaches have just not really been in that situation, at least in the roles that they were. Yeah. You know I mean? Sean McVay talked about it um, last week. We sat him down for an interview. And what he was saying is that I didn't, there are just things that I had to do a better job of just for our football team. And that experience Mm -hmm. means something because uh, I think Aaron Donald too, described the, the playoffs as intense, right? Like you, you only have so much that you, that you can understand without actually being in there without actually playing in it before. Right. Even him, a guy as great as he is. I mean, his mistakes can be magnified. Just one. Yes. One is all it takes. But who can play best in that environment? Those are the teams that move on to where it, it, like everything is, like you said, is crucial. Your next step, your next snap, uh, doing your technique poorly or to the best of your ability on this play is the difference between winning and losing in the postseason. So those that can play well in that situation, block it all out and just kick ass, those are the teams that move on. Absolutely. How did you spend your bye week back in 99? I mean, what were the focuses then, and how did it help going into the next week? Uh, Rest, work, rest, enjoy, back to work Mm. in that order. So you got the bye week, enjoy it. Um, Don't wait. Go ahead and blow it out now. As soon as you get the bye week, so as soon as your regular season ends and you're not playing the next week, so that Monday or Tuesday, go out and have your fun. Enjoy it. This is part of being a champion. Part of winning a division is to be able to go out and enjoy it. But enjoy that first, then go back to work. Right. Get the work in for either working on yourselves or working on your next possible opponents. This is what they do. In case, if case the offenses are completely different, they run option. Let's do this. Or they spread out here. Let's do that. So you work on everything Wednesday, Thursday. Then you go back to rest a little bit. I mean, you really work your ass off for those two days. Then go back to rest and watch the games. Yeah. See who you draw, and then come back to work, ready to play for that specific opponent. It seems like that's exactly what the approach was for them last week, just the rest, the recover. You know, you, you enjoy it. You earned it. You yeah. should enjoy it. because Heck like yeah. There's nothing like showing up to the club in a cast. It's what? awesome. I'm telling you. In a cast, scars, everything. Oh, yeah, it's fun. You get a lot of sympathy the, that way? The champs walked in. Come on now. <laughs> Heck Yeah. You get you get to be that guy for two days, and you should you should allow your guys to have that time, right? And, and and I think that they did. I mean, last week, just looking at the football schedule, you know, it was sleeping, got to come in, but you definitely were you were doing your work. Mm-hmm. But when you're working on yourself and not working on an opponent, I, there is a difference there. Yeah, you can break it all the way out positionally. This is where position coaches are so important. So working on yourselves means. This defensive end is giving away a stunt by his stance. So let's work on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, this right tackle is giving away a pull by how he sets or this or that. Or Sean McVay is giving away his play calls by his personnel groups and or how he motions. All that stuff, self-scouting. So you break it down individually and you work on those things. Then you come back as a team and put it back all together. Right. But that's what the bye week provides for you. You get a chance to review 
everything and keep working on the field. It's no secret, like in college football, why the same 10 teams wind up in all the great bowl games. They have bowl practice. They get the extra work that you don't. Yes. Yeah, so they have a jump on next year b- before you do. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, was there something or maybe one or two things that you are like, okay, the Rams have to correct this on the bye week? Uh, for this football team, some of the tells? You know, I think it was more rest because I think some of the problems when – I don't want to say hit the skids, but when – Things started to get a little rough. I was about to sing the Gilligan's Island theme. The weather started getting rough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was most, we were talking about the O-line for the most part. And most of that was these guys need a rest. You know, they need to get healthy. They need to recharge a little bit. So I, I, that you took care of by getting the bye week. Right. Yeah. Everything else I I think is, is pretty smooth. I, I, I was happy the defense showed its teeth the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. became that defense that we all thought they could be in all areas. And no shock, it all came back when Tlaib came back. Right. He just brings so much more to the field. You know what I mean? Yes. In, in terms of just being a corner, it's it's everything. It's his attitude and how they play when he's out there. Right, and they, they all talk about that. Uh, John Johnson, safety, he always talks about how it just puts everybody at ease when Aqib Tlaib is out there, given his experience, his know-how, what he knows about offenses, how he can tell that what offenses are going to try to do just from formations, yeah. you know, who's lined up where. The, he knows things about t- what teams are going to do before they even do it. It's funny. Sometimes you, you think the king of the jungle, the, the lion, the, the, the alpha lion is the biggest. Not always the case. It's just the baddest one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just that guy. So you may think it's Sue. You may think it's Donald. But really, the, 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 the straw that stirs the drink is Tlaib. I mean, mm-hmm. he gets the fight started. And if you don't want to fight, he's going to drag you into a fight that day. Right. Regardless of how you feel. You know, th- that's just how it works with him. And that's why they play the way they play when he's out there. His championship experience is something that I think is just going to be invaluable for this postseason run. Especially given that, you know, when he won the Super Bowl, he was playing in this defense. Yeah. Uh, that I just I, I don't know how you really quantify that. Yeah, but it's it, it's huge. I it's think. funny when you when you play in a scheme and you you always have different schemes depending on what team you're on if you have a lot of coaching changes. But you hear things about certain schemes or you're being taught certain schemes and there's always a part of you that says, okay, is this is this proven? Does it work? Okay, when a guy comes in and slaps down rings and says yes, <laughs> it does work if you play it right. It gets everybody to buy in. I yeah. think that's what you're seeing. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, if there, if I was going to say there's one thing that I hope the Rams got better at over the bye week, and this is kind of hard to do since you're not tackling, but it would be run defense. Yeah. Just the run fits, you know, and it, it's yeah. something that I they— I got bad news for you there. So Well, look, you can't fix everything in a season. I know. Some of the issues you have are going to be the issues you have. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, especially when you're not necessarily preparing for an opponent you, and you are at this time of year, you're not tackling. You know, it's it's hard to really improve run defense once you get to this point. Now, right. do you need to do it? Yes. Especially considering the opponent you're going to play yeah. in this next particular game. But that's the one thing where – and I know that it, it has been better – over the course of the last few weeks. But I, I just feel like if there's one thing you have to do better <coughs> in the postseason, it's stop the run. No doubt. No doubt. And look, uh, when you put out on Twitter about questions, you know, questions for BTH and all this stuff, and 
one of the questions I remember was, can the Rams stop Dallas from running the football? And the answer is probably not. But what you can do is make enough big plays so they have to go away from it. Right. But if they if you get into a situation where you're playing Dallas's game, where you're losing time of possession and you're having to defend Zeke Elliott time and time and time again, eventually he's going to find a hole, just like Todd Gurley. Yes. He's going to find a weakness. He's going to find a crack. He's going to make you miss and off to the races, and it's going to be a long day for you. Uh, so those areas, <laughs> stopping the run, that have been a problem all year long are going to show up Saturday in the Coliseum. But what you need is your best players, like Aaron Donald, to make enough plays to offset that, to take away the run. So they have to get away from it. And your offense, Jared Goff and the other guys, scoring enough points to where it all goes to Dak Prescott and off of Zeke Elliott. Exactly. And so that, I think, leads us into these matchups. And I got mm-hmm. a bunch of them and I want to talk about. Shoot. Um, so let's start. We can start here. Zeke Elliott versus the, the Rams run defense. And so when you're talking about Zeke, this is a guy now that has led the league in rushing two out of his first three seasons, mm-hmm. which is quite excellent. You know, he had 14. That's what he was drafted to do. It, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you, no, when you draft a running back number four overall, yeah. that's the kind of production you expect. See, I love it when people say Jerry Jones is crazy and he's, he's meddling and all this sort of stuff. And I say, yes, there's genius there too. He drafted the right running back for the offense he wants to run. Mm-hmm. He's got a guy that can carry it 35 times a game, or at least touch it 35 times a game and feel good about it and control the pace. Right. Yeah. That's tough to stop uh, in this day and age. Absolutely. And it it, it is because he's a complete back. Yeah. He's a kind of, he's a three down back. He can catch it out of the backfield almost just as well as he can run it. No doubt. So my memory is not short. I remember when the Rams went down there. Remember uh, the comeback? Yes. The comeback that kind of started. Last season's run? Yes. Okay, what happened in the first half? <laughs> Zeke Elliott kind of ran the ball very well. Right. Caught the ball very right well. Right by people. Shook a tackler <laughs> yeah. that is no longer on the Los yeah. Angeles Rams and went right into so the So you know what zone. I was talking about, right by people. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Th- that same that same guy is still active. Right. Yeah. It is. He is, I should say. So he led the league 1,434 yards rushing. That's without playing the last game um, that they had against the New York Giants. And then if you look at the Los Angeles Rams, as we've been talking about, run defense hasn't been great, allowing the league worst 5.1 yards per carry in 2018. So to me, like if I'm Jason Garrett or Lenahan down there and I'm trying to come up with the game plan, first thing I'm going to try to do is run the heck out of the football. No doubt. Yeah, as many possessions as I can get. If you get, let's say, four or five possessions or and you get five or six plays per possession, half of those are going to be Zeke Elliott, either carrying it or catching it. Right. Right, because I'm going to find a weakness at some point or he's going to find it for me, and then we're going to come back to those plays. So that's when we say big plays going the other way will be huge. Mm -hmm. If you can trap them behind the chains, take the running game away. Yes. You take Zeke Elliott, at least half of him, out of the offense. Right. And I think that's where you've got guys like Adante Fowler and Samson Abicom at the outside linebacker position. Because to me, when I see Zeke Elliott moving and when he's really doing what he does so well, Mm. he gets to the edge. And then he makes that cut, and then he just goes up the field. Yeah, yeah. So they run those stretch plays a lot. And that's why I'm saying you, you have to set the edge if you're those outside linebackers, you cannot get blown back off the right. ball. So, I mean, it's important for as a defender, and it, you're only going to do as programmed. So some plays you're going to have to live with. 
So as in, if Tavon Austin or whoever's carrying the football on an end around, if he gets out, great. Your job is to make sure Zeke doesn't. If if Dak Prescott pulls it down or pulls it out and runs and picks up a first down here or there, live with it. Yes. You can't let Zeke out. Right. The job the job is making sure their best player, their fastest way to their best chance of winning doesn't beat you. Make everyone right. else do it. Right. And that's tough. It's not easy. But I think when the Rams won last year in Dallas. I don't think it's tough. I think it's smart, and I think you have the players to match up. Well, I just I just mean in terms of not letting Zeke beat you. Like, right. he's, I mean, as we were just saying, look, he was a number four overall pick for a reason. Right. He's, a, he's excellent. He is one of the best running backs in the league. But, you, but getting beat with your eyes also helps him if you bite on play action. Because they do the same thing that Jared Goff and Sean McVay is trying to do. He's trying to pull you off with a ball fake, get you to look twice, and then Zeke exploits you. Right. Keep your eyes on him. Yes. Your job is him. Your blocker, and then Zeke Elliott. So Don't get beat with your eyes. Right, right. Yeah. So you're saying that you have sometimes you just have to let I mean, you did just say this, but the Tavon Austin thing that they run, yeah. and you saw it against the Seahawks last week. You know, with the jet sweep motion if that, that gets we are out, very familiar with. If that gets out, okay, great, that's on me. But what you didn't do is allow their best player to keep chipping away at you. Right. Yeah. You make sure when he catches it or when he takes it, he's got two or three guys on the other side of the line of scrimmage first. Deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you ta- when Zeke does get the ball, you got to tackle well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think the Rams have done a better job of in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, you can talk about the quality of opponent or not. But just from the standpoint of I don't feel like we saw many that many missed tackles, you know, in that Cardinals game, in that uh, San Francisco game in, in week 17. They weren't able to just shake guys. In Chicago, and keep a lot of guys. Your safeties make great tackles. Right. John Johnson is a great tackle. Lamarcus yes. Joyner is a great tackler. Uh, Corey Littleton is feisty. It was great to see Mark Barron, that Mark Barron, show up. That's um, what I'm saying. That guy is going to be huge. That one you saw in San Francisco will be huge. Uh, playing on their side of the line of scrimmage, um, attacking the football. The last thing I want to do against any running back the size of Zeke Elliott, but definitely the ability of Zeke Elliott is be. The catcher's mitt. I'm not. I don't want to catch this guy for four quarters. He's going to wear me out. I'll wear out before him. But I want to attack him. I want to make him have to dance to sing for his supper. Spin off, bump off, eight to you know three guys just to pick up three yards. That's got to be his life on Saturday. Uh, and one of my old football coaches used to say this um, in high school. He said, "You're the hammer or you're the nail. Which yeah. one are you going to be?" Dang right, I'm the hammer. Yeah. And you know what? And take up take out the I guess the. The Friday the 13th connotation to what Greg Williams had to say when he got caught on tape, but he was exactly right. Yes, I'm I'm dead serious. He was exactly right. It you got- have to take out the be- you have to take out the best, and then the rest will fall. That's what he should yes, have said. Yes, and I have to clean that up, Demarco. Take off, take out the you know putting a hit on a guy, but he's exactly right. I mean, your job is to go in there and you have to take it to Zeke Elliott. Yes. Yeah. Just no bounties involved. Yes. Yeah. No bounties. <laughs> right. Yes. If yes. you take out the best, then the rest will fall. That's. <laughs> he was exactly right. <laughs> I know. But we can't say that. You know what I mean. Yes. Because right. I don't want to get suspended. We're not going to get suspended. <laughs> We're not advocating bounties. I'm just saying. I Yes. Yes. I understand. The coaching point was understood. It's the, it's the head of the snake. 
The snake can't function without its head. Yes, and Zeke Elliott is leading the charge. Yes, He's the tip exactly. of the spear. Yes. But if you go to the rest of that uh, Cowboys offense, Dak Prescott mm-hmm. has shown that he can really make plays. And I think part of it, too, now is I, I don't know if I'm necessarily as worried about him throwing it as yeah. I am when he's able to sort of escape the pocket yeah, yeah. and start making plays with his legs. You know what I mean? That I want to see. I want to see how many bad plays you can force him into. And most of those are going to come when he starts to scramble. So how many times is will Aaron Donald get loose? This is a pretty good offensive line, but eventually he's going to get loose in the backfield and it's going to force Dak to pull the ball down. The called play is not going to work. He's going to have to improvise. Um, that's where the mistakes come. Uh, I'll go back to something that Kurt Warner always says, and I think he just tweeted, and he's exactly right. Uh, you have to be able to make the routine plays over and over and over again to be successful you know, in the postseason. So it's really Jared versus Dak. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who makes the fewest mistakes or who can do the routine over and over and over again? When you hear take what the defense gives you, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. What's yes. open? How many times can you hit that without a mistake? Right. How many times can you put the ball on the money without a mistake? So that will be the game within the game there. What's funny, I mean, you mentioned the, their offensive line, and it is by reputation a very good one. Really it's good. Dealt with, it's dealt with injuries throughout the course of the year. But because of that, and they've had to rotate in different guys, Dak Prescott <laughs> actually got sacked the second most of any quarterback in the league this year. He was taken down 56 times. He had been taken down 57 times in his first two years combined. Sometimes he runs himself into sacks. That's yes. what I mean. When you, when you finally break their rhythm, when – you force the game out of Scott Linehan's headset and onto the shoulders of Dak Prescott when he's got to create on the jazz session. That's when the mistakes happen, or that's where you can take advantage. Right. Yeah, but if he gets in a rhythm like he did versus Seattle or like he did when they won 10 games, when he starts to get into a rhythm, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. But, but what's interesting, too, I mean, you get this. You, you, The way I think you have to take him out of the rhythm, and I think this could be said about any quarterback, really, pressure up the middle. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Cowboys have actually been decently susceptible to pressure up the middle this year. So that we got this from uh, NFL Next Gen Stats. NFL Research tweeted this out um, this morning. And so what actually has been going on with the Cowboys this year, they were tied for 24th with 86 interior pressures allowed. Their interior pressure rate uh, was 23rd. They gave up 21 interior sacks. That's tied for 29th in the league. And then their interior sack rate was 3.4%, so that's 28th. So You could have summed all that up by saying they missed their center. <laughs> yes. They missed their all-pro center. Yes. Yeah. Well, no shock there. And I, what's right. this? Looney, I believe. Looney is their center now. He's starting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe Looney's not bad. He's just – the center they had was one of the best. He erases a lot. But just like with any center, I mean, there's there's parts you can attack. You can attack their coverage, their protections. When you get into their rhythm, when you start to understand what they're talking about and how they're sliding to where they're sliding, you can get guys through. Or you can just line up one of your best players into that gap and say, wreck shop 99. Yes. And see if they can block you. Yes. And I think that's part of what the Rams approach is going to be because NFL research, so this is that same tweet. They also said that Aaron Donald ranked first in quarterback pressures with 73 disruptions. And your guess might be as good as mine as to what disruptions are. 
but you know the he three was also step, first in that. You know what a three-step, five-step, seven-step drop is, right? Yes. Okay, usually those are in a straight line. Yes. So when he drops the three, he's going to be directly behind the center. Yes. Okay, so if I make you move right or left or backwards, that's, that's a, a disruption. disruption. <laughs> okay. Well, now we know. So obviously 20 and a half sacks, he was first in that, but also time to sack, 3.60 seconds. That's first among any player um, who had at least eight sacks this mm-hmm. year. So all of those things, you know, you're talking about, okay, uh, what are the Rams really good at on defense? Well, they're really good at rushing the passer from the interior. If you want to win this game, do your job. And I'm talking to everyone, well, even Donald, but everyone not named Donald. Just do your job and get them into a situation where they have to throw it and let him wreck. Yes. Yeah, because eventually he's going to get there. Mm -hmm. It's just like on offense. Eventually Zeke Elliott is going to hurt you. Eventually Todd Gurley is going to hurt you. The more times he sees the football, he's going to hurt you. Same thing with Aaron Donald. The more chances he gets to rush the passer, st- I can't even say Statistically? It. Thank you. You're welcome. He's going to get there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow, that, that word was a little hard I hate that there. word, I swear. Statistically. Thank you very much, Ivy yes. League. Uh, that's not even an Ivy League I'm just League messing word. with you. Yeah. Hey, come on now. I think we can all say statistically. I can't say it. All right. Well, it's that's just great. not working. Anyway, but I think it's all about getting the, Ram- the the Cowboys, excuse me, into those known passing situations, oh, yeah. which is what you're saying. So if the Rams can do that, which starts with containing Elliott, I mean, Aaron Donald says this time and time again, you have to stop the run in order to earn the right to rush the passer. No, that was and- me that said that. Well, I'm sorry. I hear I've been saying that him. to you for, for years. I know, but that's all I- right. Go ahead. You just totally derailed my point. Well, Get back on point. You can't deal with crowd noise? As Aaron Call time Donald out. Get to the sideline. No. <laughs> As Aaron Donald has said time and time again, you got to earn the right to rush right. the passer by stopping the run. And I think that's yep. true in this game maybe more than any other Agreed. that we've seen. Agreed. It's, it's, it's paramount. It is the thing. If you can't do it, you don't win. Yes. Yeah. There's just no way around that. Uh, sticking with the Cowboys offense, I, you see Amari Cooper just do really good things for them. I think he's made that offense a little bit more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, when, so in just nine games in the regular season, Cooper had 53 receptions, 725 yards, six touchdowns. I love when you read. It's funny. St- why do you have to tell the people I lo- that I was I reading I just that? love when you read. Why do you just you just keep derailing what we're talking about? No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. A lot of people have been on Scott Linehan's neck, and they have been for years with his offense. They they think the O stands for obvious. I think it's more like D for deliberate. You know, okay. It's it's no frills. Um, it, he's going to give you a personnel group and a formation that forces you to go one on one backside with the guy he wants you to go one-on-one with. Yeah. And he's going to expect his quarterback to put it on the money. So I'm assuming that's going to be Cooper versus Tlaib mm-hmm. time and time again. And let's see how long, and this goes back to the other point about Dak Prescott not making a mistake, how long, how, how many plays he can make or how many times he can do the same things over and over again without making a mistake. Right. Because if he does, it's critical. With Talib out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what's interesting, so I actually I watched this from um, NFL Network. David Carr was on there, mm-hmm. and he was talking about you know this matchup that's upcoming between the Rams and the Cowboys, and he was saying that Amari Cooper apparently only had one catch against Aqib Talib from 2015 on, right? Because they went against each other two times a year yeah. over in the AFC West. Right. And the numbers against Marcus Peters aren't even that much better. He only had apparently seven receptions against Marcus Peters. 
So yeah. you look at what the Rams did against Amari Cooper earlier this year when Cooper was still with the Raiders, mm-hmm. which is all you almost forget that. He had three targets, one reception, nine yards. Yeah, look, I think what he does best against the guys that he does it against, they're not going to be like Tlaib. I hope that's not taking a shot at Cooper. Um, you just have to bring more than size and speed. Okay. I mean, it's it. You're gonna have to be a real, true, 100% professional to to get him to bite on something. Uh, okay, so you're saying to to get to lead to bite on yeah, something. Yeah, he's right. gonna read the split. He's gonna right. read your stance. He's yeah. gonna read the quarterback. He's gonna read the nearest tackle to get a run pass key. He's just so smart. So it's going to be more than just physical that beats him. You have to bring more than just a big catch radius to beat him well, consistently. Not only that, but if you get him on one thing, you're not going to get him on that again. Right. Unless unless you're having a bad day. Go back to Philadelphia. Sure. Unless there's a problem out there. There's an issue coverage-wise. But man-on-man, man, first and 10, when it's play action and they're throwing the ball to Cooper and it's deliberate, he's going to be able to make plays on the football. And Dak Prescott has to be on. He has to put the ball in the right spot. Either it's going to get knocked down or it could get picked. Right. And out there... It's a pick six Mm -hmm. going in that direction away from everything. Yes, it it definitely is. What I think is interesting about the Cowboys offensive scheme, just kind of watching them um, from that that game that they played against Seattle last week, they just use a lot of personnel groupings, Mm -hmm. you know, especially on that first drive. And of course, yeah, you you script out the first however many plays. What's that? They're hunting. Scott Linehan is hunting for your weakness. Right. That's why he gives you a thousand different personnel groups. Yeah. He's going to find out who didn't study or who can't play a block mm-hmm. and let Zeke chew that guy up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, they're going three tight end sets. They've got two backs sometimes. They, they just do a lot of different things. They mm-hmm. spread you out. Um, and because of that, I, I think when you have somebody like Tlaib who's seen what he's seen and you can trust him against a guy like Amari Cooper, that should make everybody else better because like, yeah. like we were saying earlier, like that puts you at ease. True. Um, backside. But I mean, th- that guy, those two linebackers, uh, Littleton, Barron, uh, what's happening up front. And then Tlaib on the outside versus Cooper. That's how Dallas is going to try to win. That's how they have won. That's how they won last week. That's how they won 10 games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's coming. Um, it's great. Football is a very simple game. Let me separate one guy from the other 10 and see if I can work on him. Well, that one guy happens to be Tlaib, and let's see how he plays. Yeah. I think that the the extra time um, that you got with the bye week can only help him as well. Yeah. I mean, because you got to remember, he's still coming back from that ankle injury that kept him out for half the season. No doubt. I, I Rest is good, and I, I'm... I think they did a great job bringing him back and how they brought him back. So I think by the time he touches the field on Saturday, he should be – he should feel like it's September again or at mm-hmm. least October. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I would agree with that. Um, their wide receiving core is not necessarily the most named guys. And is, um, I mean, well, one name you know. Tame, I, <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like with, with um, Mari Cooper, you got Tavon Austin uh-huh. over there now. Beasley. Um, Beasley, yeah. Gallup. I think you, just, you hate to see what happened to Hearns. Yeah. I mean, in that. Um, I, I've that only game. seen it once. I, I I'm not going to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I was, wa- I was rewatching the game and then he made the catch and then I was like, oh no, I got to make do, sure I turn my eyes I worry back. about people that can watch that over and over and over Oof. again. What is wrong with you? Oh. What other stuff are you watching if you can watch that and not flinch? Honest to goodness, we were watching that, and that got me up off the couch, and I had to, like, walk off the heebie-jeebies Yeah, yeah. Like, It makes me laugh. Like, when people punch me that don't know me, like, they punch me in the arm, and I go, Al, what do you mean it? What do you mean, Al? 
You're tough. No, that you that hurt. You just hit me. Ow. Right. A broken leg is gross. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. Yuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was very unfortunate. But I think with just the action that you get with Tavon Austin, he's not somebody you can ignore. But I think that also you have to realize, like, okay, you, you, you're you not going to try to let Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott beat. No, You know no. what I mean? That, um, those are the guys that I think you have to key in on. Belichick versus the Giants way back in the day when he got caught. And it's a great soundbite in the Super Bowl. Make them throw it to Manningham. That means we're locking everybody else up. Okay, this is their worst option, in my opinion. Make them go there. Yeah. Well, Manningham wound up having a pretty good game and beating them, but same rules apply. It's not like you're forgetting a guy. It's just we're going to focus a lot on these guys here. Yes. So if you get out, we can run it down. We can live to fight another down here, but all our efforts, our focus is going to be on stopping Zeke Elliott, stopping Amari Cooper. Yep. Yep. All right, for sure. Uh, let's turn it to the Rams offense then. Yeah. So let's start with the Rams run game versus the Dallas run defense. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I think if you've got a healthy Todd Gurley and a healthy Rams offensive line, which is what we are pretty much expecting here mm-hmm. going into this game, I, I I think the Rams should be all right. I agree. Um, I, I love the kid, um, Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch. Leighton Van Der Esch. He makes a lot of tackles. Unblocked to the football, one of the best. Make him fight through a guy which means your guards, your centers, everybody that's going up to the second level, just get a pat on these guys. Uh, Jalen Smith, they leave him in on third down. Very active, same thing. Free to the football, they're dangerous. Make sure you get somebody in their way. Um, To me, I think the toughest matchup on Saturday will be at right tackle. With DeMarcus Lawrence? With DeMarcus Lawrence. Um, Not just in passing downs. Trying to get the ball out and around him has Mm -hmm. been tough for some teams that do it on a regular uh, Rob Havenstein has his hands full with that guy. No question. Yeah, there's a reason that I think all three tackles that made the Pro Bowl in the NFC were all from the left side because Demarcus Lawrence wasn't letting any right tackle into the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's a guy that has 10 and a half sacks this year. Mm-hmm. So I think the Rams did a pretty decent job against him last year in Demarcus Lawrence. Um, just from my recollection of that game and going back and watching it, it wasn't like he was. He, he was so wild that the Rams couldn't do anything offensively. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, he's he's gotten better. Um, the numbers aren't the same, but he's gotten better. He's playing things a whole lot better. It's funny, like, living in Hollywood, man, when you're around a bunch of movies and stuff, it just doesn't turn you on like it does other people that don't see it every day. So you're used to seeing 99 rack shot. It's old hat to you. Demarcus Lawrence is dangerous. Uh, he not- can ruin your – he can ruin – your postseason hopes. Don't don't get me wrong. I I am not trying to say that Demarcus Lawrence is not. I, like I've I've seen him. Rex Smith. The, the, the yeah. game he had against Atlanta uh, must have been last year. Like he really ruined Atlanta's yeah. day. Or he makes you tear half of the playbook in half. Tear it in half and say we just can't run the ball out to his side. Sure. Yeah. We're playing right handed today and that's it. Right. And so that's not. You don't want to do that. Um, but I think, you know, those three guys that you brought up in terms of Van Der Esch, in terms of Smith, in terms of Lawrence, those are the guys that if the Rams are going to run the ball effectively, they've got to make sure they've got blockers on those guys mm-hmm. and you're not just letting them shed those blocks. Yeah, well, you, you've got to do a great job of the guys up front. And they're pretty active. Um, wherever they line up, they take it as a challenge. I'm assuming Rod Marinelli hasn't changed much. He's a, he's a former, he's an old defensive line coach. That's a coordinator. You don't mm-hmm. see that a lot. So the front, 
gets more coaching than anybody else on defense. So wherever they line up, it's a personal challenge. So if you're going to have to combo block through it, you're going to have to really work to get it. Because if they tie you up, those linebackers we mentioned, free to the football, they're going to make every single play. Well, and they have. I mean, Van Der Esch has 140 tackles during the regular season, and Jalen Smith had 122. So oh, yeah. it's not like you didn't see that. And really, they averaged uh, a three-point yards per three. Excuse me, 3.8 yards per carry against did the Cowboys. So that's number five in the league, and they were five in the league overall in rushing defense. Oh, yeah. It, so this is a very good team against the run. They're well coached, and I hate when coaches say that in press conferences, but it's true. They are well coached <laughs> up front. If they can't make the play, then they will tie you up so the other guy can. Right. Yeah, and they do a pretty good job with it. If you look at different matchups that they had over the course of the season, so the Saints game that they had, that was obvious. I, I think as a defense, that was Dallas's best game over the course of the season. So they held the Saints to 65 yards rushing and 176 yards of total offense. Now, there were circumstances in that game. They were playing in Dallas. They were playing on a Thursday night. And I know that you still had a week of preparation from the Saints um, because they also played on Thanksgiving. And then mm-hmm. that game was the, the week after Thanksgiving. But mm-hmm. that's still a game where you're like, okay, there were some things going on. But at the same time, you cannot dismiss what Dallas's defense did. There. No, no, no. Great job. And I, I think their best game is still out there. Dallas's defense? Uh, yeah, I, I think their best game is still out there. Um, it, it just all depends on – it all depends on what their offense has given them, mm-hmm. really, in my opinion. Um, they've got some pretty good pass rushers. They, Like we said, they they have some linebackers that can run. So they're dangerous run and pass. Right. Um, it, it's a simplistic scheme that allows the player to play. It's, it's – Rod Marinelli was in Tampa – Get it? It's the Tampa 2, that yeah. that very simplistic yeah. deal, go out and kick ass. Um, so if they happen to catch a pigeon, they can make your day really tough. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But they've also had games where, like the Colts, the Colts kind of ran all over them um, back in week 15. The Colts had 178 rushing yards mm-hmm. in that game. And I think we've seen now how good the Colts' offensive line is, especially after what they did to Especially Houston. where? We're at the guard position. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when you have guards that can do where they're what, what they're doing, that is a good sign. And the Rams have had two of the better guards in the league this year, mm-hmm. I think, and Roger Saffold and Austin Blythe. So we'll see how that turns out. No doubt. If they want to stick on you, and there's there's many ways to teach it as a defensive tackle, trust me. Uh, if When you're playing a combo block, if you're going for the gap, which means I don't even care about the guard. I'm just shooting into the backfield. You better make the play. Uh, Playing through the guy, like playing through the guard, trying to keep your linebackers clean. Make sure you don't give up ground as you're doing that. So I think that's how the Rams beat the Cowboys is when Roger Saffold or, or whoever, John Sullivan, is going through the man to the second level. Make sure you take that nose tackle or three technique at least a yard back. Mm. Give Todd Gurley almost a two-way go. Yeah. Put the pressure on the defense. If you're flat down the line of scrimmage, you're going to have issues. Absolutely. Uh, No, it's all about being able to push that linebacker. And I I think that's part of why it's so good that the Rams had the bye week. They should be able to at least get a little bit more because they're a little bit fresher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look, I mean, I think they do a great job with tempo, too. Mm. You know, if you can catch Dallas late lining up and snap the football, you've made the job easy. Yeah. You've heard me say a Baskin Robbins before, right? No. When you get the double scoop. Oh, yes. Yeah, (laughs) when you get the guard and the tackle around the three technique, and that's how those big runs happen. So 
most of that happens on quick counts when you catch them not ready. One time, the one time I can like clearly remember that from this year was on that fourth down and ten in Denver, and the Rams exactly. ran it to the left side. They ran right to the line. They got the ball off, and then boom, you get they a had, double scoop from Roger. They had two double the, scoops, and yes. you're way up. Yeah. Yes, and you get into the end zone in that. You way. know what I call a guy that misses a block on a pass and gives up a sack? A Nolan Ryan. That is a no hitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else do we have? Give me one more. Uh, that's all for now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the people love the Demarco. I know. I know. All right. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to give them more of them. All right. Uh, let's get to this last one matchup that I do want to talk Shoot. about. That's Jared Goff versus the Cowboys passing defense. And we were sort of talking about Demarcus Lawrence earlier. Obviously, he yeah. big factor in that in terms of can he get into the backfield, bring Goff down for a sack. That that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I think also the, the 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 big impression that I was left with um, after that Cowboys Saints game was just how tight. The Cowboys defenders were on those uh, those receivers for the New Orleans Saints, and it just didn't leave any room for Drew Brees to really get things going. No doubt, There's, and I expect more of the same. They're going to be dialed in to what you do, um, but I think play action is going to help. Misdirection is going to help. Uh, you'll be able to guys. You'll be able to get people where you want to get them uh, offensively, just like you saw versus San Francisco, just by the nature of how that defense is going to be called. But you're going to have to win one on one and. When you're talking about Jared Goff, okay, if DeMarcus Lawrence does get free, protect the ball. Yes. Yeah, that's protect the ball. It can not be swatted out of there. You can't turn the ball over for any reason whatsoever. And keep your feet active. You don't have to scramble to run, but you can scramble to throw. Yes. Yeah. Uh, your, your guys can come off their, their route combinations or route patterns when the play breaks down and stay, and stay viable. Um, I, maybe the first move or the first route won't get them, but those double moves or that second one will. Mm. Yeah, because they're going to be charging hard to where they think you're going. Yes. That's just how they're going to be coached. Right, and and I think Chris Richard, who's their defensive secondary coach, and I believe he's been calling the plays uh-huh. for them lately as well. That's why he's now considered a head coaching candidate in so many different places because he's done a great job of kind of revamping that secondary and making it what it is right now. Absolutely. Coaching your butt. I mean, look, they're, they're great at not getting beat with their eyes for the most part. Um, but just like any defense, when you start to run the football and you have a threat of – an eight-yard run per play, you're going to get them to sink whenever you want them to. Right. You just have to run the ball first. Right. So this is a game where you do think the Rams kind of have to establish the run before they can, yeah. Uh, I'll do you one better. You have to establish Todd Gurley. Yeah. Not just the run game, him. Yes. You get him going with traditional carries, the game's in the bag, so to speak, if you don't turn it over. Right. Well, and I think that's, you know, that's what we've kind of seen with C.J. Anderson over the last couple of games. You know what I mean? Like early in that um, Cardinals game, I'm sitting in the press box and it's the it's the first couple of drives. And I saw the way that they were pushing the the Cardinals defense around mm-hmm. and letting C.J. Anderson get, you know, seven, eight yard chunk carries. And I'm like, the Rams have this game won. Because if you can't stop the Rams like that, if, if you are allowing the Rams to get these early carries of 7 yards, 8 yards, yeah. 10 yards, 11 yards, then that, that opens up play action even more no than doubt. it already would be. The George Foreman jab. When the jab is knocking you down, you don't have a prayer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. There's another one. Yes, you don't have a prayer. Yes. Yeah. And so you also you need that, but you need Jared Goff to be accurate when he is making the throws. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's done better in that over the last couple of games, but there's still a couple of throws where you're like, eh, man, that was not exactly what you want. Whose house is it? Ram's house. Is it Jared's <laughs> house? 
I mean, I know when you like when you when that bus makes that final right turn into into Gillette, the first and last guy you think about is Brady. Sure. When you're heading into Green Bay, it's all Rogers. This has got to be Jared's house on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. This has got to be his environment, no matter what environment it is. It's perfect for him. And it could rain. Perfect. Yeah. It's got to be his environment. So being accurate, being this, being aggressive, being that guy, taking chances and having it pay off. Make the team, make your whole fan base believe that, make them believe in magic, that yeah. you can do anything. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I go back to that um, that game that they had with the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. That was the best game of Jared Goff's Bam. career. Bam, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, you're not probably going to get a perfect passer rating. Yeah. But that's what you need out of Jared Goff go back in the and, postseason. Go back and look at that game. It was so funny. And I'm glad you brought that up. After each big play, for the most part, you'll see Vikings defenders turning around and look back at Jared and say, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Not the guy who just scored. Like, who just threw that? <laughs> right. Where did that come from? Well, right. I mean, that <laughs> Cooper Cup touchdown that he had rolling to his right where, like, yeah. y- you know what I'm saying? Like, you almost think it's a throwaway. Yeah. And he puts it perfectly in the bread basket in the back. If right they had hats, zone. they would have tipped their cap. Exactly. Yes. Yes, that's the kind of stuff you need because guess what? Jared Goff is a number one overall pick. You brought him here to win games like this mm-hmm. and the next couple right? so that you can hoist the Lombardi trophy. Hit one of those and then put the camera on Dak Prescott. Mm. Yeah, you got to match that. Yeah. You ever seen that gif of like Cam Newton where he like has, he's on the sideline, he's got kind of a towel around I his neck. I did see this, yeah. And yeah. he just is like, hmm. Okay, bet. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what you want to make them do. Right. Absolutely. Because Jared is making those kinds of plays. Absolutely. Personal challenge. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I think from a passing game standpoint, I, I would look for Robert Woods to step up just because he has been that most consistent guy. You know, and even in last year's playoff game, he was the guy that really showed up in terms of the passing game. And he was just making plays. I think you can feed him the football a lot. I think he'll be a great counterpunch to Todd Gurley. Yeah. Either end arounds or play action, the first guy that's going to be open. And those tight ends, don't forget about the tight ends, but Robert Woods in particular. I think he's going to have, I think he's set to have one of those 10 catch days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. With a few broken tackles that either scores from the red zone or puts you in scoring position Mm -hmm. in the red zone. What do you, do you remember much of that 2017 Rams Cowboys? I mean, you know, what are there things that you can take away from it? Just because I remember the, the Robert Woods catch that was not, and I still don't know why that wasn't his first touchdown catch. You remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. of the end zone kind of yeah. makes a crazy play and then goes down with it. Well, that's the one thing I did take away is they had a lot of things going for them offensively. I mean, they really trapped Dallas or fooled Dallas. And, you know, unfortunately, the score didn't show that because of some phantom calls. Yeah. I hope I don't get fined for saying that. But it showed me that Sean McVay – has more questions than they have answers for on defense because of how they're coaching it and the players they have. Mm. So I, I think that will carry over into Saturday. I, I kind of think so too. I think obviously it's two different teams, two different years, but there are some coaches old, are the same. Yeah, the, the, the head coaches are <laughs> yeah. the same. You know, all the star personnel is pretty much the same. So you do now have Brandon Cooks, though, instead of Sammy Watkins. Yeah. And that, I think, does create another layer of dynamism to your offense. Right. Nothing against them. Um, their defense, I'm, I'm getting to their names um, just to be respectful. Their defense is good. But if you, 
if you're playing a consistent Rams offense, the one we think is going to show up on Saturday, where Todd is pacing everything, yes, and you consistently give up one-on-one matchups on the outside, eventually one of these receivers is going to get to you. Mm-hmm. And I would bet Robert Woods will will hurt you to the body, and Cooks will be the guy that you know seals your death with a post route. Maybe, yeah. Eventually, when that safety drops down because he thinks here comes thirty again, and that post is open, that's the guy that's going to get you running well, by you. You know what? I I wouldn't say Josh Reynolds too. Also, yeah. could be a big factor in this. I mean, we saw that deep catch that Reynolds had uh, a couple weeks ago now against the 49ers, mm-hmm. and that really kind of like sealed the deal on things. I think the more Jared Goff has played with Josh Reynolds, and the more we've seen Josh Reynolds, the better those two are going. The, the better those two have gotten. First of all. And the better they're going to be because, look, Jared Goff and Cooper Cup's chemistry, I think, is very special. Mm-hmm. And same, I think you could say the same about Robert Woods. Yeah. Because those two guys, I mean, those three guys, I should say, have been working together now going back to the 2017 offseason program. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have Josh Reynolds in those game situations, he, I think, is showing more and more that he can be relied upon, that he can step up, that he can make those plays. And because he is so tall, he's got that vertical dimension to it as well. Oh, yeah. And that could be really huge in a playoff situation. And he wants it. Oh, this, no question. The, the kid's swag is growing, and I love it. I do. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's get, He's gotten the taste of big-time football and wants more. Yes. Great. Postseason's coming. Yes. Show it there. Yes. You can make yourself a household name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make more money at the same at the, at the, at the same uh, same time there. Um, same lesson. It's so funny. My three-year-old um, came home one day like, well, how's Naomi? Naomi is her best friend. Okay. She says, well, I'm not friends with Naomi anymore. Why aren't you friends with Naomi? Because I want to f- be friends with Bodie. You know? Okay. Well, you, you don't have to stop being a friend here <laughs> because you want to be a friend there. I mean, we're learning, right? Right. So, I mean, it's... Golf and Reynolds. It's not Cooper Cup, but let's maximize what you have in Josh Reynolds. And there's a lot there. So I'm with you. Sneaky, good, or sneaky X factor in the game. The one guy that you just can't guard for the reason you just mentioned with an accurate Jared Goff. I mean, he got two touchdowns the last time he was in the Coliseum. I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again. I wouldn't either. And I think if the Rams can do that, if they can get to – 30 points, th- that's going to be, I think, a big deciding factor. Because yeah. I, I well, just, I'm not putting anything up, up past Dak Prescott because he's I'm getting not, better. And all of a sudden, if he, like we said, if he starts to show up and takes a big leap when it matters most, it could be a shootout. Yes. And, being, and I don't think you really want to get into a shootout mm-hmm. in this situation. I don't think that you will get into a shootout in this situation just because of the way the Dallas offense usually runs yeah. and prefers to run. But I think that the Rams have to start hot. No doubt. Offensively uh, and defensively. Because if you allow the Cowboys to take that early lead, playoff football, that allows them to just grind the thing away. Right. And time of possession to me is not necessarily that big of a deal until it's the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. But if you allow them to control the first half of this game and really take time of possession away from you because they are just grinding and grinding, and that means you don't get the plays offensively to set things up, that's when it becomes an issue. Right. It's You have to go right from your setup plays to your big plays, and it all of a sudden looks like you're just grasping at straws. Right. So, yeah, it's important to... I think it's important to win time of possession, but that just means you can sum that up as stopping Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I, I would agree. All right. Um, any parting shots before we go? Uh, well, let's hope they get better this time around. 
You know, you in had the 11, season? Yeah, you had 11 wins uh, in year one under Sean McVay. You got 13 in year two. Um, th- these things are hard to come by, this type of run. And you never know what's going to happen from here. Um, so make sure you take advantage of the position you put yourself in. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Dallas is a tough out for anybody, but I still think the Rams are the better team. Let's hope they prove it. I, I agree with you. Look, Jared Goff said last week when we sat him down for an interview, you know, playoffs are all about opportunity because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to be at your best when your best is required. Right. And if the Rams are at their best, I, I think, I really do believe that they can win this game. No doubt. And Absolutely. you didn't read that. I'm so impressed, Miles. Thank you very much. Uh, so one one other thing before we get out of here. Uh, so I'm going to be doing an AMA on Reddit, on the Los Angeles Rams Reddit page. So it's a pretty big fan community. Nice. So we'll be doing that Thursday, 3.30 p.m. Nice. Pacific time. So if you guys have questions for that, if you guys want to get excited for that, that's something that... Shameless plug by yes, Miles. I yes. like it. Well, it's something that I'm doing. So <laughs> we'll see about that. But other than that, we'll see you guys Saturday at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum for Rams-Cowboys kickoff at 5.15 Can't Pacific wait. time. That's going to be televised on Fox. It'll be a great game, great matchup. I can't wait either, DeMarco. And we'll see you next time, everybody.